Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me, as always, with long, luxurious, flowing locks, is my dear friend Sarah. <laughs> How are you, Dan's Sarah? never seen my hair. I'm great. Oh my goodness, racing. We're going to have to do this fast because how much racing has there been? Isn't it glorious? Isn't it great? I feel like I start every week like that. <laughs> we've had Pretty much. But it's also just... true every week. So, you know. How exciting is it that we can watch the Ronda van Vlaanderen on a Sunday? I... I mean, this is total game changer, history making, wow, wow, wow moment. I am so, so excited about it. I like genuinely just super excited about it. The only thing that could have made me happier would have been watching Strata Bianchi live. But this will this will do. This is this is like right up there. So You know what you know what's so exciting about this is we've got like so the men's run around and the women are, are on at the same time. And the men's is being shown on Sports uh, main TV and the women's is also being streamed on Sports and ungeo restricted on Proximus TV. Um, there's a link to our blog, prowomenscycling.com, which tells you how to watch all of this. But you know what's really exciting, almost more exciting than getting the live stream, is having the live stream and also sports are say they're going to flip between the, they're going to split screen the key moments for the women's race live into the men's race. Which is just like, honestly, that's, I, we've been saying it for years. If you've been listening to us, you know, for, for a while now, then you know that we've been banging on about it forever. But like, that is as you say like that's a transformative moment because the point is that the the technology to do this has existed for literal decades and it's it's just a real watershed moment that it's gonna you know happen yeah i think it's i mean the reason i was wondering about this i was wondering why it is so important to me that it's ronda van vlaanderen and i think it's because it's such a famous race you know the only thing race that I think is probably would be more meaningful, I think, would be the Paris-Roubaix. And of course, there isn't a women's Paris-Roubaix. But this is a race where you say Flanders and anyone who knows cycling kind of understands, oh, it's tough, it's brutal, it's cobbly, it's hilly. You know, it's yeah. really, it's, it's a historic race. It's been going for over 100 years on the men's side. And it's, it's like, it's just, it means so much. It, it's so it's it, obviously it's great to have the race because you know more races on tv is fantastic flanders is an awesome race like just they've got 10 climbs and five official stretches of cobbles but they basically pack them into 70 kilometers yeah <laughs> like i was looking at the course today and there's two sections where they've got like 10 kilometer gaps between a cobble or a climb you know a cobbles or a climbs and then there's and that's like a long gap it's uh, glorious. Yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, it's a beautiful parkour. It's yeah. I mean, it's 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 not. I mean, you know, there are still climbs that it doesn't have. It doesn't have a Murphy or Heradsbergen in it. But you know, but it's it's it, it's such a special. It's a really special race, and it just feels like yeah. This is this is one of those points where we say yeah, our sport has grown up. But it's also particularly impressive because, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but a couple of years ago, we could watch the key moments of the women's race split screen into men's races. Yeah. And then people decided that was impossible, even though the men's races split screen themselves. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, it's really important. So if you're not around to watch it, just get someone else to just set it up and run it on your computer just so they can get as many viewing views <laughs> as possible. <laughs> uh yeah but i mean it's it's yeah it's all of that and it's it's also just you know i don't know it's it's the 
I don't want to say culmination because there's still so much work left to do, but you know, it's just like an important milestone in the journey of growing the profile of the sport, growing the representation of the sport, growing the the you know reach of the sport, and that, oh god, yes, that that opportunity to attract more fans who already love cycling, already know the race, but you know haven't necessarily seen the women race before, you know. And what a great way for them to just be casually hooked in. and Because mm. that's the thing. Like, you, you split screen it with the men and you're going to want to know what happens. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's really, 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 really wonderful. And it's very exciting. We'll talk a little bit more about the race um, later on. And we'll talk about the other. There's been some really interesting developments in the world of women's cycling this week. There have. There have. Um, um, among others, um, just because I know this was causing people a lot of interest on Twitter um, last night, my time, uh, is the fact that I've had a haircut. So, John, <laughs> mate, um, adrift in the woods on Twitter. Um, I know that you were eager to have your curiosity satisfied. So... You may rest assured that Sarah's hair is long, flowing, and and by all means, um, you know, all accounts, it's it's the prettiest girl's hair in in the class, but uh, <laughs> mine is short. So yeah, I'll be able to see it in a couple of weeks. So, um, so on the list on the on the agenda today, we have Hent with Elgin. We have Mariana Voss coming back to racing again. We've got Ronda Van Vlaanderen. OMG uh, is literally how I've, RVV OMG is how it's written on my list. That's your we've notes. Got, we've got some mountain biking. We've got some BMX. We've got some paracycling. We've got good news about riders coming back. We've got bad news about riders being injured, injured, and various other things we've seen. So, where do you want to start, Daniel? Well, you know, I think we should um, start at the top. You know, I, I, it's weird, but we've kind of formed a tradition. So let's talk Hent with Elgin. Hent with Elgin. So if you don't know, Hent with Elgin is uh, it's it's new to the Women's World Tour. This was the sixth race, sixth time it's been sixth time it's been run. But for the past years, it's been run. Uh, the previous five years, it, it it's been on the same day as the Trofeo Alfredo Binder, which is part of the Road World Cup. Yep. So it never really. This was the first time we saw it raced by a lot of riders. I really liked Ellen Van Dyke talking about how, as a veteran in the peloton, she often, you know, knows she's, she's a bit bored with some of the courses. Not bored with some of the courses, but she knows some of the courses really well. And she always find it exciting to ride new ones. Uh huh. So it was um, quite weird. I mean, you know, the men's hunt with Wevel. Do you say Wevelgem or Wevelgem? I say Wevelgem. I mean, I assume I'm saying it wrong, but that's just how it works for me. So okay. Yeah. So the men's has tons of climbs, but the women's has five. Twice over the Kemmelberg, oh cobbly. Uh, twice over the Monteberg, and once over the Bannerberg. So it goes Kemmelberg, Monteberg, Bannerberg, Kemmelberg, Monteberg, and then the same 13-kilometer run in via not 13, more than that via Ipa. Ypres that uh, the men do and it actually starts in Ypres so it's always very funny when it's like Henk with Elgin but it doesn't actually <laughs> but oh well um, seven races on the same day Daniel that's amazing like just logis the, the logistics of it make you know the I get a pain behind my right eye and it starts twitching just thinking about trying to manage that yeah they had um, women uh, on the same roads they had the elite women the elite men and the under 23 men 
and then they had circuit races for the junior men i think and maybe the junior men roads i don't can't, can't quite remember which one but they had junior men junior women under 17 men under 17 women which is awesome and even though the the women didn't ride ride this you know the, the juniors didn't ride the same course it's just it's delightful to be able to be caught to be part of it you know mm. and there's an awesome tweet with awesome tweet with uh the with the um with with all seven winners lined up together yeah yeah yeah. and so it kind of goes down the line from the from this you know the under 17 year old woman woman right up to peter sagan (laughs) at the end winning the men's race and it's just oh it's just lovely and and i really like they they the junior races were were run by a different organization Oh, how cool is that? Okay. Well, that's very cool then. Um, you know, to I mean, obviously they've shared, um, you know, something you know, along the way in terms of of coordinating to make sure that they they get all those races happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. They're basically but, yeah. they're basically subcontractors running these little races. So it's still on the same website. It's still a part of the same event. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? That's, that's just very clever. So um, let's just tell you who won those because it was a little bit Dutch. You can imagine that um, the winner, although the winner of the um, junior, which is the Nations Cup round two, was Natalie Becks from Belgium, uh, Belgian national team. Elisa Balsamo, Italian from Valcar PBM in second, and Susanna Anderson from Norway, um, who was on the podium at last week's junior Binder ah, race yeah, as yeah. well. Yep. And Clara Coponi, who won last year's junior Binder race, was fourth. Right. And then it was basically Dutch, 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 Dutch. Dutch yeah, Dutch, I was going to say, from memory, it's like Dutch for like 10 places or something. <laughs> and then the under-17 under women's race was even more Dutch. It was won by Tamara van der Horst, um, with Noah, who's Dutch, Noah Janssen in second, another Dutch woman, and Britt Knaven, for, uh, sorry, Luca de Lange from Belgium, from Koekens Redance um, in third, with Britt Knaven on fourth and Micah van der Duin on fifth and it's just lovely um also for Brits Eleanor Backstead daughter of Magnus Backstead finished seventh um riding for team Backstead cycling (laughs) (laughs) so someone tweeted me very very proud dad I'm sure and I tweet about very proud team manager I'm sure (laughs) indeed indeed and Magnus Backstead is obviously a former former cyclist himself and of and a Eurosport commentator. If you do not know who he is, why that's exciting. But yeah, I love that. I love that that seven 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 no, riders. That is that's really, really cool, and it's nice that there's a you know um, that sort of um, wealth of of opportunity around this one event. You know, um, yeah. yeah. And, and it's also, I mean, it's something where we have some fantastic junior women's races, like the Energy Walk Tour, the Junior Omnip Van Borsolet. But while they're really, really good races, people aren't going to necessarily know what you mean. So if you say, oh, yeah, she won the junior trophy, Darren mm. Arena. Mm. And rightly or wrongly, this is not as hard a racing this is a circuit race it's not as hard as races the trofeo da moreno or borsole or energy walked but if you say she won the junior hent without again people are gonna go aha yeah well i mean and that's the thing is i mean we all we all know that there's such a such a difference in in different types of races different types of courses the weather on different days and stuff i mean you know i think i think we can all take with a grain of salt absolutely you know that while one race may technically be harder or whatever um that there is a real power in name association for people who aren't necessarily as familiar with that part of the sport so it's a again it's a nice entry point 
so yeah. yeah cool so with the with the elite women then um you know how how that all unfold well one of the things that's been weird about this season is it's been very 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 nice weather for spring and when i say nice weather I sadly don't mean nice classics racing weather where it's, you know, five degrees. And, and si- <laughs> sideways rain. And... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pouring wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where were we going? Was the first race of the season where we had proper wind? And, and by that you mean actual wind, like not some sort of actual digestive wind, crazy wind. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. So um, by the time, so basically the climb started at fifty kilometers, around fifty kilometers. But by the, but even before they got there, the wind had shredded up the bunch, and there was only about twenty-seven riders together at the front for this first climb. Wow, wow! I mean, awesome. we we talk a lot about you know the sort of attritional nature of of women's racing and stuff, but man, even even so, like to be reduced to you know sub thirty riders for the first climb, that's pretty. You know, it's tough. Yeah, it's glorious. It's really, really exciting. And I mean, and, and because the climbs are, because this light little loop with Kemmelberg, Monteberg, Bannerberg, mm. Kemmelberg, Monteberg, they're very, they kind of come like bang, 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 bang. So it's like once you'd lost them. So it's very exciting because, you know, these, I mean, it's, it's, it's within about, so the top of the Kemmelberg is around 50 kilometers. And then the top of the Monteberg for the last time is around 80 kilometers, you know? Yeah. So it, it's kind of, it's it's like okay that's that's 30 kilometers for our five climbs and they're also kind of you know not real climbs in between and wind so like so those riders if you weren't there for the bottom of the Kemmelberg, you're not going to be there for the finish mm, and all mm. they did was they kept dropping riders on each of those climbs until so when they finished the climb that section of climbs there's about 17 riders together right for approximately um 30 kilometers into the finish yep yep and i'm i'm just going to take a wild guess and say that around this point someone went for a bit of a weird crazy solo attack or all of them did i mean not all of them <laughs> did. i mean they're, 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 there's lots of there's lots of attack attempts but no one really got away but it was like you know you have like olga zablinskaya tried it she's back to racing with peeping after her doping oh, yeah. um um you know so there was kind of like there was at one point people go oh yeah um someone said oh yeah it, every Erlab was telling me everyone who's had a doping battle is in that front group. <laughs> there's Martin Bastinelli, there's Hannah Solovey. Oh, okay. Uh... Awesome. Um, but yeah, but they were dropped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you end up with like 17 riders pounding down the finish. And it was the same finish the men did, going through Ypres and then back. And it's there's a kind of non-classified hill in the way. And it was just, it was fascinating, it sounded fascinating, I wish I could have watched it, because you could just hear these attacks, see these attacks going on Twitter, you know, attack, attack, attack. Uh, Lizzie Armit's there trying to attack again, and there were, I think, five of the Bowles Dolmans riders in these group, in the group this time. But it was kind of like five Bowles Dolmans, uh, only one Rabobank, Lucinda Brand, right. uh, Lisa Brunauer, and... And Eleanor Cecchini from from Canyon Shram, Carmen Small from Savella Bigler yep, try yep. to attack and get away. Wiggle high five having Amy Peters and um, Emma Johansson and Elisa Longo Borghini in that group, I nice. think. And it's yeah, and Yolanda Neff of course, Yolanda uh-huh, Neff yep. of course again. And it's 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 like you're like wow, this is great. And you know, but obviously when you've got like Lizzie Armitstead. Chantal Black, Megan Guarnier, Ellen Van Dyke back, Ellen Van Dyke's back, yay! Um, Chantal Black, you're just like, wow, that's so strong. So it's like, it's fascinating, but you also ended up with that thing of, okay, who's chasing? Well, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Annemiek van Vleuten from um, the from from the from from Orca Green Age. Yep. Le- Lea Kirchman, of course, Lea Kirchman. Oh yeah, yeah, she's yeah. So well. yeah, she's having such a great spring. Yeah, and um, and yeah, so so um, yeah, kind of there they are. They're racing together, and you have like more attacks, more attacks, more attacks with Lizzie trying, everyone chasing after her and stuff. And then at ten k to go, Chantal Black attacks, and of course, Bowls are on a insane run of of they've won every round of yeah to women's world tour they've won Chantal Black won the Samin and she won Ronda Van Drenta world tour and Lizzie won Omelette Het Noise said won Omelette Het Noise Blad and won Strade Bianchi and Trofeo Binder so they were very very on on for on form and they were chased by they chased by three which Annette Van Vleuten and Carmen Small and AN other that I can't quite remember but this chase just got you're like sitting there going, oh, Black won't make it away. Black won't make it away. But then the chase is getting bigger. Like the gap's getting bigger and bigger. And you're like, wow, what? how cool is that? And and she's chasing. And then yeah. there's riders attacking out of the chase group. And then we hear nothing about the chase group. So I am just guessing. I, I did live commentary based on Twitter, which was hilarious. <laughs> so I'm just, so, as someone said, if you can't see it, Sarah, you just make it up. You are the commentator. <laughs> <laughs> So there were tons of attacks as that chase group. No, it did get it did get legit shredded. Yeah, yeah. Leg, legit kind of like oh, riders everywhere destroyed. Um, but Chantal Black made it all the way through to the finish. Solo wow. victory. Solo. Oh God, that's awesome. I, I, I think did... you know how much I love a good solo victory. She is so cool, Chantal Black. I actually she's... that reminds me. I I can't remember off the top of my head. Please. Uh, I hope you do remember. Does this fit the pattern that Jesse Braverman tweeted? Do you remember last week or the week before she tweeted that whenever she's at a race, um, Lizzie. Lizzie no, she tweeted after this one. Um, Jesse Braverman does the PR for bowls. Uh, so she does social media for bowls. She said when she's at a race, Lizzie Armitstead wins. When she's not at a race, Chantal Black wins, and she's going to be at Flanders. Ah! Oh my god! Oh, and this is my second question. Then, like. Can bowls be beaten in spring? Oh, well, I okay. So they finish off with nine riders finish behind her, with Lisa Brunauer bringing in the winning the bunch sprint for second, Lucinda yep. Brand third, Amy Peters fourth, Carmen Small fifth, um, Annemiek van Vleuten sixth, Leah Kirchman seventh, Ellen van Dyke eighth, Emma Johansson ninth, and Romy Casper. Um, um, Emma's Emma's a couple of seconds behind that group. Romy Casper's a couple of seconds more behind that. Yeah. With the next big bunch, which was part of the chase group. Two minutes 23 behind, wow. led in by by Megan Guarnier, and then uh, with Lizzie Armitage said bringing in the tail of that group, and then 18th place Yoning Dora winning the sprint for a group four minutes 24 back. Yeah. Um, can they be beaten? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, the interesting thing is, is that when you look at it, I mean, there's there's some teams that have taken hits already. Mm. So. I'm really impressed with Lucinda Brown coming third there because Rabobank were not fielding a strong team. In, yeah. Well, their strongest team. They didn't have, I don't think they had Ferran Prevot. Um, they didn't have, they definitely didn't have Anna van der Brega. They didn't have Mariana Boss. Yeah. yeah? So yeah. you're like, oh, that is fascinating. The fact that they can, um, you know, still come second without their big guns. Do you know? Yeah. It's yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no Ferran Prevot. So on the one hand, I'm like, because, you know, different teams are peaking for different parts of the season and Rabobank 
tend to kind of come out of their shell. They tend to attack like lunatics and get on podiums in this mm, classic. Mm. They tend to really come out of their shell around energy wacht and the and around the flesh will on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're a state I think they're set up for stage racing, but they're also set up with one eye on the Olympics, yeah? Right. Yeah, well of course. Um poor Canyon Shram are really suffering because they had poor, poor Trixie Warwick was in a crash in the Trophy Alfredo Binder and yep. she damaged her kidneys so badly they've had to take out one of her kidneys. Ooh. Ooh. That's yeah. And I mean, mm. yeah, she says she still wants to come back and race. Yeah, which you know, if she does and 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 everything, that's fantastic, and I'm sure she can do it. Like it's it's just, but wow, that's a lot to come back from. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge amount to come back yeah. from, and it's it's. She said she had an interview where she said that she's not, um, you know, she's she's. Uh, she, you know, it's not like breaking an art, breaking a breaking a limb, where you know what your recovery time is. You know, you can predict your recovery. This is, and I feel sorry for her because this is her teammate, Ina Yoko Teutenberg, had to leave cycling after a hideous accident too a couple of years ago, where she, I mean, this is her German teammate and her specialized Lulu Lemon HTC cycling teammates. Yeah, where she had a really hard, horrible head injury, and it's like fuck, I don't. I, I mean, it was an awful week last... You know, we had two male cyclists die. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's it's just, you know, you hear about... I mean, it's just... You're reminded how dangerous cycling is, you know? Like, I come from an athletics background. We watched um, we watched tennis at home, you know, when Wimbledon, Wimbledon was on. My dad watched rugby, but, you know, we didn't really know about head injuries in rugby. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, very little research had been done at that time, so Yeah, I, I forget I forget how dangerous sport is. You know, these are <laughs> sorry, I honestly thought you were gonna say you forgot how how old you are. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean though? This is this is a yeah, serious yeah, this is a is, this is a it's a dangerous sport and you mm. know, I mean obviously we hope Trixie Warwick will heal fast and that this won't have lasting, you know, lasting impact on her. I mean of course it will, but you know Yeah, but but you know not career ending, hopefully, and stuff like well, that. But yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, similar to when when Ina got hurt, you know, like you just want your, your health, athlete health is the thing that you want most. So, yeah. you know, I, you you liked the quote Felix Mattis got, didn't you? Oh uh, yeah, it was a good quote. It's it's just one of those, you know, like I mean, in terms of um, you know, classic harden the fuck up kind of cycling quotes. This is right up there when. When Felix asked Trixie if she wanted to continue racing, um, given that she now only has one kidney, she replied, well, I also only have one heart. (laughs) (laughs) If I can imagine a cyclist who can come back from this, Trixie's Trixie's up there. But, you know, know, obviously our... But oh, you know, he is heel fast. I mean, exactly. I guess, I guess, what I'm saying, you said anyone could. So, 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 Rabo hasn't been up to speed. Canyon Shram hasn't been um, on top of things. Oh, silence. Um, uh, Shelley Olds pulled out of Hent with Elgum because she had some head injury and shoulder injury that she had in a race, and then then she then she crashed into a fairbinder and hurt herself again. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's a it's a really difficult 
you know what I mean? It's like, it's a, it, ah, you know, that's hard. So, but, you know, I guess, I guess the other thing is, so, you know, when you look at which teams could do it, uh, Will High Five are definitely working themselves out. You know, they were very, very publicly castigating themselves at not winning. But when you look at, you know, actually, when you look at the the races, they've done really well. Do you know what I mean? Like, relative to, if you take bowls off the table, then then they're probably the most, they're probably one of the most successful teams this season in terms of podiums and yeah and oh. you know and and and, and other race wins absolutely when bowls that you win. um <laughs> so yeah um Cervelo, bigler they're still you know they're attacking a lot and and yeah. and, and, and are in the same situation well orica i think have done a bit better have done better than Cervelo, i think but but yeah i i mean can they win Every 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 run of wins has got to finish, right? Well, it absolutely does. Absolutely does. I think the thing that gives me pause is, um, and sorry, I should probably clarify. I guess I'm thinking particularly with Flanders obviously coming up this week, and the fact that Lizzie's made like zero secret of the fact that this and the Olympics are the two races. Like that, that you know, that's her year. Um, I mean, she'll snap up everything that she possibly can, but those are the two. And and given how they've not just how well they've performed as a team with the victories and stuff, but how well they performed as a team in gaining those victories. You know, they've ridden really smart tactics. They've ridden really strong racing. Um, you know, they've, they've, you know, like you say, you get down to this, this final group of 27 and there are still five bowls riders there, you know, like it's it, the whole team is firing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm so interested in what's going to happen on sunday like just so yeah. interested yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's going to be glorious i mean what i wonder is with lizzie wanting it so much is that going to be a problem for the team exactly and also because it's also you know it's one of the reasons that these these you know it's a monument you know for for the men like if there's a reason like big races do big things and there's more drama because there's more intensity and maybe it's psychological maybe it's I don't know the luck of the crowds. Maybe it's whatever, but stuff can happen. And so, you know, like I'm far from saying it's in the bag, but I'm also, you know, Lissy's got to be your hot favorite coming into it. But uh, you know, there's so many unknowns. But yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly how I want it to be because you know, I I want to be on the edge of my seat the whole time that it's on, going, oh my god, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And I think I mean this is and the beautiful thing about Flanders, you know, whenever I've interviewed riders about it, they've they've always said that well, you know, you know, like in a lot of races, you can kind of predict when things can go and mm. stuff, mm. but you can't with Flanders. Like you don't know if this attack on you know when when Ellen won in 2014 and yep. she had about three climbs to go, you know, including the, including that kind of mad little finish, you know, mad little finishing combo yeah. of of um of of the Paterberg and Aldequaramont. Um, yep. yep. Like. She, I think she went on. I think she went. You know, when when Ellen went and had Cruzberg, Aldequaramont, Passberg to go home on, like she, no one thought that she could do it. But you know, Ellen was Ellen had the advantage that the other teams didn't chase. You know, like so it's like and, and last year when last year when Elisa when, went from like she went to yeah. yeah, yeah, thirty five k, and everyone's like, like, that's not the spot to attack. You shouldn't. Yeah. You know. And even yeah, Elisa, wrong... even Elisa in her interviews was like, "Yeah, that's not the spot that we we'd plan to attack." But I felt good, so I went for it. And yeah, which is basically what Lizzie Armitage said has said all season too. You know, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's fascinating. Like like literally, anything can happen here, and it's just 
it's going to be glorious. It's it's like it it it's just it's going to be so cool. Um, the other thing is the live commentary is being done by um, Rochelle Gilmore and Yosei Bain, and I'm really happy about that. Oh, that's pair. awesome! I'm really happy. It's it's a pair of women doing this on this exactly. Uh, but it's day. also it's also women who are very closely associated with the sport too. So oh, Rochelle, Rochelle's raced these riders. She's got yep. her own. She manages her own team. She's she's got she's got like she's experienced. She's experienced at this. So you know, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm super super happy about this. So yeah. So yeah. um, go to our blog prowomenscycling.com and see what's it. Um, someone said, would I be doing live radio? Uh, pigeons radio for this no i'm not going to do com- i'm not going to do comment when there's when there's good quality english commentary i'm not going to do any comment commentary if if you've been following me you know i've been yeah. picking up a little bit of um making random homemade commentary but yeah this is too good yeah well exactly well and particularly when the race is you know when they're when they're saying that they're providing you know quality coverage including quality um as you say english language commentary you know there's no reason to to distract from that you know um also, exactly. also, it means that you can drink. So <laughs> it's too early in the day. What um, are you talking about? It's like well after nine a.m. <laughs> oh my god, I'm scared of you coming to business. <laughs> I'll have to bankrupt myself going down the offie. Um, <laughs> someone else asked me about Hentworth Argon because one of the things they had was Podium Boys. What do you think about Podium oh, Boys? Yeah, yeah. Now is this is this sort of well? I I guess I'm relating it. Because um, I saw Ella Cycling Tips had an opinion piece um, just a day or so ago um, about Podium Boys and and that, this is why because because yeah. Hentworth Elgin had Podium Boys. Um, very interesting because they were also kind of that kind of t-shirted, tousled, um, you know, stub- sexy stubble Podium Boys. They weren't yeah. the kind of you know they weren't the which was interesting. Which I thought I think that's an interesting thing because often Podium Boys are like that. But I have strong views. What do you think? Look, my my basically where I land is that you know I, I would make the same argument that I make about podium girls, which is simply this: that I have nothing against um, you know people working as models or you know getting jobs in in that manner or whatever. But in terms of representing the sport, I don't think it's a, an accurate representation of the sport in terms of what it's about or who its target audience is is intended to be. You know, sports is essentially intended to be a G slash PG rated kind of thing. You know, kids are meant to be able to watch it and look up to it. And so my basic point of view is that, you know, as many people have said over the years, um, several times over and over and over and over again, you know, you want your prizes presented by someone, you know, get junior writers or get, um, local club riders or get local business owners who've sponsored the race or local members of, of parliament or whatever, you know, they're always looking for a photo op. There are a million different ways that you can do the simple mechanical job of giving a bouquet of flowers and uh, a medal or a cobble or whatever the award happens to be to someone without having to dip into the shallow end of the pool of gratuitously showing off pretty people for the sake of it. Yeah, I always find it weird that that you win a that you win something, you know, you win a kiss. And but I also think, you know, when you watch tennis, like say I, I think it was the Australian Open, mm-hmm. where it's small ch- it's small kids from the local tennis clubs, you know, ball girls and ball yep. ball balls and ball girls, and then it's the then it's the head of um, 
uh, Subaru or whoever it is. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like the major like, Yeah. And this is and this is what some other races. So when I went, to, I've always I've said about this ever since I went to Turingen and Turingen. How they do it is they have their major sponsors and they have a small child presenting the best young rider jersey who's yeah. a child of a sponsor and it's and it's adorable. And the Viva Women's Tour does it with like the the people from the local councils who've let the race come into their area. And I love that. I love that because it gives you a chance to thank the sponsors and thank the local politicians, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And, to, and to show our appreciation of these people. But it also is makes the you know, that makes the politicians happy and the people happy because, you know, and it gives them a yeah, it's well, like it's an extra reason to, to to continue to support it in the future. You know? Yeah, because so, they've, yeah, they've so... formed a relationship with it, and and absolutely yeah. for all of those reasons, and 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 then on top of that is the icing on the cake of the fact that you're not, you know, participating in something that's even tacitly, um, you know, basically, uh, I I hesitate. Because I don't, while I think the use of podium girls or boys can be sexist, the point I'm trying to make isn't necessarily about whether or not it is sexist. It's about whether or not it's appropriate. And, you know, um, I, I have clear views about the relative sexism of it as well, but I'm setting them to the side to, to try and make this point, which is simply that I don't think using eye candy of any gender is the best way to represent the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, 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 I find it, I find it, I mean, we're going to be talking about this forever. I mean, for me, it's a way, for me, it's like a wasted opportunity. And I think yeah. the other interesting thing is Sweet Spot. They definitely have a podium manager yep. who's, who's, who's standing on the back of the things, making sure everyone stands in line, making sure everything, everyone looks all right, make sure everything's in, in line. So yeah. it's like, so it's, it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's interesting. Well, so, yeah, it's, so, it's interesting, but it's also, you know, it's a big thing about, you know, what, what you're trying to say, you know, I mean, again, I would, I would point to, um, like, look at the, look at the football world cup or the Olympics themselves, you know, like the pinnacle events, uh, sporting events about inclusiveness and their rewards are presented by dignitaries. You know, mm, it's mm. it's the head of this country or the head of that federation or the so and so. Yeah, but they, 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 they still do have kind of like you know pretty pretty women wandering around giving the flowers. Do you know what I mean? I mean that's that, yeah. that's the thing. All right. But, but yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was going with Kent with Elgin and four to Flanders. Um. Who's your bet to win? Oh look, uh, I just uh, it's hard because the smart money has to be with Lizzie. It just has to be. But, yeah, but what does your heart say? Well, yeah, see, heart, um, just, you, you know... No, no hedging. Come on, Dan. Money no, where your mouth is. No, well, hey, you can't... You're literally about to turn around and go, oh, no, I couldn't possibly make a prediction. I'm so... going to say Yodin Dora. <laughs> you're going to do that to me now, are you? Okay. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to say my heart is going to say... Um, Cat Garfoot. Really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I know, but like, uh, if I'm if I'm going to make a heart call, I'm going to make a heart call. I would say Kasha Nuadoma and Yodin Dora. All right. Well, hang on. You went to two. Okay, who's your second? Oh God, I didn't realize we could. Uh, no, I'm just going to. You I'm can't just... complain. No, about whoever whoever wins now, I'm just going to say they were my second. Oh. Like, jeez. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that's Sunday. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you want to make a prediction um, so that you can laugh at Sarah and I both later, then feel free to do that via Twitter, where Sarah is at underscore pigeons underscore, and I am at pigeons underscore. Damn it! I fucked it up the second time around. Um, 
Yeah. Just Dan to, just W Official. Online. Dan W Official. And of course you can talk to us on our site. Um tons more racing. Do you want to go road or do you want to go um dirt? Um well hey, if you're going in the dirt direction I'm thinking, let's talk um the first round of the Enduro um what's the name in Chile, wasn't World it? World Series. Yeah. Enduro World Series and Corral, Chile, which nearly had to be cancelled because of fires, because there were massive forest fires. Wild. But... Yeah, these these riders are hardcore. They kept having to change the courses so they didn't like run into fire. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, as a as a guy who you know for eight months of the year has to change his commute to work so that he doesn't run into fire, I appreciate that. It never fire. It's never burning in Sydney. Are you kidding? Sydney is literally a trash fire. It's like oh, the right, whole okay. city of Sydney is on fire right now. Right now. <laughs> All of it. Are you looking out of your Bondi Beach penthouse? And, I uh, don't. Looking at the... Looking I, at the uh... How many times do I have to tell you no Australian can afford to even visit Bondi Beach because of British tourists? <laughs> you have completely destroyed the local economy there, which is okay <laughs> because it's like our 47th nicest beach, so it's fine. Okay, okay, okay. Where's your... Where's your, where's your tell me, tell me where I will never is. fucking tell you where our good beaches are. That's like I I have to give back my passport if I do that. Like no one, well, you're not allowed. First, not... first round of the Enduro World Series, really fun rivalry shaping up. No Tracy Mosley. Uh, Tracy Mosley has basically won all the Enduro World Series so far, I think. But it was won by Cecile Ravenel with Annika Berton second. Um, very 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 close. Um, very close indeed. So and uh, Isabeau Isabeau Cordurier, who'd had a horrible crash in one of the earlier rounds, in one of the, in one of the rounds, because the Enduro World Series basically it's a whole weekend with about seven different races, and they add together the times, they add together the ti- the timings, and they and it's and it's complicated, and you awesome. also race between starts and f- ride between starts and finishes, and it's got some downhilly stuff, it's got some ah, oh, it's just gorgeous. There's some really Tons nice of- photo galleries that you found, yeah. Tons of really good media, um, videos on Pink Bike, uh, photo galleries on Pink Bike, and great, uh, pre- uh, great, great highlights videos. And we'll put all of these in our blog. Um, also, it's such an interesting time. I think I said this last week that that um, Argentina is a re- having some really fun cycling. Like they had, they they've got the second round of the Enduro World Series. Yeah, coming up. yeah. Of course, they had the Tour de San Luis, as the two tours, Tours de San Luis. And Vueltas de San Luis, and now they've got the um and and, the, and this 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 weekend they had the first round of the BMX World Cup. Nice. Santiago del Estero. Cool, cool. Love a good bit and of BMX. Yep. I it's so much. It's so easy to watch. You know, it's like you just you just sit there and you watch race after race on this these little courses. You know what they do all the the qualifications and the small finals and then the major final and it's just it's so much fun to watch do you ever Um, find yourself wishing though that the bmx races were longer yeah 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 i mean like i uh, same i really enjoy them but every now and then i get to i think is it you know as you get through the heat to get closer and closer to the finals i sort of i'm like oh how good would it be if it was like eight laps or something (laughs) like you know yeah, I guess it wouldn't be BMX then, is it? Because it's a yeah, very well, true, fast true. Race. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I guess it's a little bit like downhill. I mean, I'd like it to be as long as downhill mountain biking. I guess that's where I'd put it. But mm. yeah, um, the TT was won by world champion, Olympic champion Mariana Pajon, um, and the main event was won by Aussie Aussie Caroline Buchanan with Mariana Pajon in second. So yeah, 
it's this is going to be a superb i mean you know the problem with bmx is they all crash and hurt themselves quite badly but this is going to be an if they if they manage to stay you know right riding upright. that's going to be such a fun rivalry all the way to the olympics it's going to be great it will be it will be and honestly if you uh even only have a casual interest in bmx um this is your this is your heads up to just keep an eye on it through the course of the year because you will want to be watching it at the olympics it's yeah. it's going to be very very cool and and really cool things about the riders i mean we've talked a lot about um about uh, caroline buchanan the work that she does with the buchanan next gen where mm. she's where she supports um, australian girls to become bmx riders but uh, Natalia Santa Maria sent me the sent me this thing of Mariana Mariana Pajon's foundation, where she's basically set up a foundation to try and get kids, especially street kids in Colombia, to be able to like basically realize their dreams through sports. Amazing. And you know, it, it's there's really big issues. There's really big issues in Colum- in Colombia, and it's just like, yeah, she's she's. I mean, it's always nice when you've got an amazing rider who's an amazing athlete. You like them anyway. They're a fun person. Yeah. Great yeah. But then you find out something like that, and you're like, "Holy shit! Yeah, you're a, you're a, you know, exactly. this is you're someone I can really look up to and like, and yeah." Yeah, I mean, total sporting role model. You know, you were talking earlier about sporting role models and aspirations yeah. for kids. I mean, that's just like, yeah. Um, she's got the, um, she's got a, she's got a BMX track venue uh, named after her in Colombia. So cool. she's 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 a little bit of a local hero, of a local heroine. Yeah, very yeah. much a local Ooh. heroine. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was BMX, um, and and we get like you you can watch it live, and then you can watch the replays, and they also pull out just the highlights of the main of the major of the main events. So you know you end up with just like just like this one race and the um you know winners interview afterwards. Yeah. So I really recommend it if you've never seen any, just go and have a look because it's 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 a really fun sport, and you know kind of lunatic and terrifying and it, but it just you know <laughs> kid and just having an amazing time blasting around something on my bike yeah yeah awesome so yeah um yeah uh what else uh well did you want to go back to the road you, you had some road news you say we did have road news did you see uh, we had a brand new race this week in flanders too uh well i think it's in flanders i think it's just it's just to the south west of um brussels which is the paget hills classics uh it's in quick uh, we have lots of amazing races. We have the Huick Haradsberg and Huick, which is part of the Lotto Cycling Cup. So it's always good to see a new race, but it's particularly good to see a new race that kind of has, you know, that has the has Haradsberg and in it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And yeah, Paget Hills Classic. It looked like it was going to be a breakaway win. Came back to a bunch sprint, won by Mariana Voss. Well, you know, we predicted it um, when we broke the news last week that she'd had her first win since coming back. So. You know, I, I, I mean, do we call it now? Voss is back. She's winning Flanders. Well, I don't know if she's racing it. She's not on the start list, but then it's always quite hard to tell with Flanders Classics what the start list actually means. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, is exactly. It, is it? Yeah, I mean, God, if Voss, if Voss comes back to Flanders, all bets are off. All bets are off. But she's you know, won it before. She's, well, she's, she's, she's... also as as you know, you've been wont to say on occasion, it's not like she isn't above psychological warfare so you know i i could literally envisage a situation where she comes back just to make everyone watch her (laughs) yes yes exactly and this is i mean this is of course how annemiek van vleuten won uh flanders in 20 in 2011 when uh, 
2011, 2011, what am I talking about? In 2011, when she, um, when basically there, she was in a group with with Voss and uh, Tatiana Antoshina attacked in the last three kilometers. Van Vleuten chased her, and you could just see riders paralyzed with indecision because if they chased her, they'd be bringing back back the attackers for Voss, and there's Voss laughing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's all right. Those two can win. I'll win the bunch sprint for third because Voss really is selfless. I mean, totally selfless. Yeah and, yeah, and awesome. And she loves riding. And so I can see a scenario where she does that for uh, uh, Lucinda Brand or Pauline Fran-Prevot or Anna van der Breggen or someone like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing is, is that is that you know, one of the ways that I think you can get Lizzie Armistead is by psychological is by psychological war so if she starts off if, if boss is there and people go oh do you think you've only won because boss hasn't been back that's helpful too for, for you know yeah for, yeah exactly uh, and then all you've got to do is convince lizzie to get into a group with emma johansson and then get emma to not work to really piss lizzie off and then have boss ride straight past both of them yeah and sadly, they won't even sadly, sadly i think lizzie's immune to this but yeah <laughs> You know, or, or Voss could do the the double secret backhanded underhand triple cross where she actually races to win and then wins. You know, so <sighs> it's yeah. I, I Voss guess... always races to win, but this terrifying thing about her is for Voss, a teammate winning counts. Yeah, as a, you know, it's the same thing. Exactly, exactly. It's like it's like you know, she's not one of those people who's like, oh, you know, she's. I mean, all the best teams, all the best riders are. Ellen Van Dyke's exactly the same. You know. Yeah. Elisa Longo Borghini is the same. You know, these these riders are, uh, you know, they, they've got a different category of what a win is, which yeah, I'm yeah. never going to cry about. It's awesome. But, you know, it's what makes for, for fascinating racing. And, and I guess the main reason, I mean, all jokes aside, that I raise that possibility is more actually just that, you know, even though she's relatively, um, you know, recently back to racing, clearly she is riding well and feeling pretty good and so it I hope actually, so. honestly I mean, prob- wouldn't surprise problem- me too much if she if she did but then i really yeah. wouldn't be surprised if she didn't you know her problem's recovery her problem is yeah. what, what's been keeping her off the bike is recover is, is not being able to recover she overtrains mm. and yeah so she's you know i think they're being careful with voss because voss is very special but you know equally i think mariana if she has any say in it will want to ride yeah. so oh sunday let's find out i guess we find out on saturday because they have a team presentation for for the for the run for the run of Amberland run on saturday evening so i guess on saturday evening we'll know exactly who's riding well either way you know it's going to be an amazing race and i'm very 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 extra double plus looking forward to it so <laughs> um yeah ah uh, ah uh, um you know speaking of rivalries this is probably a bad segue <laughs> i I quite enjoyed the um, cycling pro- British, the cycling in Britain prize money arms race. <laughs> well, I I feel just a tiny bit smug because I literally said last week one of my best, you know, dream scenarios would be if it triggered a bit of a uh, arms race, a bit of a, a war between races to to achieve the the prestigious richest race in women's cycling this year or whatever you want to. Yeah, do you want do you want do you, you want to call do you want to call the backstory here? Um, well, so, you know, uh, we had the, the announcement from um, the, well, basically yeah, Tour de Yorkshire that, um, oh, yeah, sorry, yes, yes sorry. Yeah, Tour de Yorkshire, that they were going to have the largest um, prize pool 
for women's racing on the calendar um, for the year. And at that time, it was absolutely true. It was 100,000 British pounds, which, as we all know, is like 700 oh, 50, million. 50,000 British pounds, which, as we all know, is like 800 million US dollars. Um, and probably more because of um, stock exchanges and stuff. And so that was really cool. And that was like, uh, you know, as I said last week, as Sarah also said last week, it's it's really interesting because we're starting to see, and, and I guess this is kind of what I was hoping for too with the introduction of the Women's World Tour this year, that, that by the UCI just doing these few simple things to say, okay, we're now in a process where we're going to insist that we all take women's cycling more seriously and we're going to implement these standards, that it's kind of incentivized everyone involved to just lift their game and so that was a great announcement um but unfortunately for tour de yorkshire unless they have an announcement coming in in the next week um, <laughs> they've had that title stolen from them yeah because prudential ride london and um this was something that was planned anyway i think this is what's really funny about it is that i don't think this isn't from, from what i hear it's not in response to tour de yorkshire although i who knows who knows what politics means but prudential road london is going to have a hundred thousand euro prize pot which works out somewhere between 60 and 70 grand in um yeah so uh, that's like 14 million us dollars so so that's um that's basically 25 grand twenty five thousand pounds for the winner yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they get a huge leg up in this arms race because literally Prudential is like some sort of merchant bank or whatever. So, insurance company. Yeah. See, same thing. They're they're literally made of money. So. No, you see, I mean, it's it's an interesting race, and they've announced the course, and and it caused a little bit of a stir yesterday when it was announced because the Prudential Ride London GP is slightly controversial in that it didn't hit the the guidelines for being in the world tour the world tour you had to be at least a 1.1 race and the potential ride london gp last year was a crit um this year it's laps of a 5.5 kilometer circuit uh they are and it's it's interesting because it's in a very historic part of london last year it ran around um uh st james's park which has the mall at one end mall down one side of it uh, this is the mall, not an American style mall. This is the mall with Buckingham, Buckingham Palace at one end, um, the Horse Guards parades and the edge of the of the of Trafalgar Square at the other. They do suffer because they're in probably one of the most reactionary London boroughs uh, where they where, who just will not let them close roads. Yeah. So part of it's part of it's OK. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I honestly really wish that they could have the same course as the men race. You know, the Olympic legacy race should be on an Olympic level legacy course. But, you know, equally, it's an amazing event. Like, I really struggle with it because every year I'm frustrated by it. And then I go and it's such a wonderful day. You know, huge crowds, tons of events all around it, tons of opportunities for people to ride the course. You know, really good, really good uh, loudspeaker, video screens. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a fun event. So it's like, yeah, I struggle because I should technically hate it. But, but when I'm there, I kind of, ah, oh, I'm seduced, you know? Yeah, yeah. And look, I think that's how, you know, some races are just going to be. I mean, we, we talk often about the the variety of, of courses and stuff, but there is always something special about, um, you know, race day. And yeah. Know, yeah, so it's it's awesome. Um, yeah. Arms race of funding. Uh, you know, I mean, Lizzie Armitt said, said the other week, oh, I, I don't do it for the prize funds. But but, you know, she, what she wants is more races. And I've got to admit, if it's a choice between 100 grand, um 
100 grand prize pot and actually getting to ride the Olympic course or, you know, a 100 grand prize pot or getting to ride the Harry Ribet. I'd, I'd go I'd, I'd go for the race every time. But, you know, yeah, I'm not complaining I... about it. It's a really good... Exactly. I, I mean, I totally get that argument and that point of view and, and I can even support it. Uh, the only thing I would say to that, though, is that that it's not how the world actually works. Like, it's not that proposition. It's It's literally... Yeah sponsors of a particular race going we're willing to put up x amount of dollars you know and yeah some of that's because organizers ask for it some of it might be willingness on their part but you know the the point is that's what's on offer and i think it's great because among other things what it does is it starts to establish a precedent you know yes yes and especially what it means for cycling in britain yeah because four years ago we didn't even have a uci race like four years ago if you wanted to see the best riders you couldn't, you know, apart from, you know, you could see that you could see Nicole Cook, Emma Pooley, Lizzie Armitstead at nationals, but that's not the same. You know, if you wanted yeah. to see the best riders in the world, you had to go abroad. If you wanted to race the best riders in the world, you had to go abroad. And, you know, no, you know, no chance of seeing it on TV. Oh, now. And exactly. And, and all of that, you know, incremental growth, it comes from these steps. And like I said last, 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 last week. You know, this is something that I me. Mean, this has happened in a very short amount of time. I mean, I know that the Aviva Women's Tour took more than one year to, mm. to you know, to kind of come into to come in to, to, to develop. But you know, this means, like I said, other countries where you think, oh God, we don't have any races, like like or or like Australia, where it's been, you know, where it's still quite small in terms yeah. of UCI races. This we could get that. You could get that back to people. You know, absolutely. Oh, and and also then you know you look at even the scenes that are growing well. Like you know we've got several U.S. races that are part of the Women's World Tour this year, which is awesome. Mm. And you know and some genuinely great races. But you know two years into the future, it's not inconceivable that that you know um, someone someone a race organizer you know gets Evie Stevens to meet them in a Wall Street boardroom and say, we're putting on the Central Park, you know, championships. And by the way, the top prize in the world happens to be 250000 but your Wall Street, you kind of lose that money every time you buy a coffee. So <laughs> maybe you want to have the biggest race in the world. And secretly, there's someone on the phone who hears that and then walks into a Texas boardroom and goes, well, everything's bigger in Texas. And so <laughs> what are you going to do about it? And yeah, you know. It is fun. It is. I mean, I'm never going to complain about this. It's like it's it's glorious, and it's like and, and it's symbolic. I said this last week about uh, sort of Yorkshire. The symbolism is massive, and yeah. you know, and with GP Ride London, with with the um, you know, it, it's yeah. Well, the other thing, the other thing for that does, future. exactly. The other thing that I think it does that I that I genuinely think is also important is it it's a signal to people who aren't already a fans of the sport that this is a sport that you should pay attention to because there's yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly exactly you know? exactly and it's and it's a and it's a signal to people who might be a bit dubious about their daughters and this is something something that um uh Gary Verity I think his name is who runs the uh, who who runs the women's the tour to Yorkshire someone want anyway someone from up there was saying that he wanted his daughters to know that they could make a living yeah racing and cycling and that's the other thing it's like you're saying yeah yeah mum i'm not gonna go to university i'm gonna i'm gonna do a part-time course i'm gonna race i'm gonna go to europe and i'm gonna race and they're like you're insane what you know what can you possibly do well this is like saying look this is serious you know i this is a serious spot this isn't just you know yeah, it's a it's a real thing, and I can I can have a real go at it. But but even even a step back from that, it's also a signal I think to just casual sports fans that you know 
this is this is you know when when you get to this kind of money you know not that the sports compare directly at all but you know it's it's in the same realm as like a uh you know sort of um, slightly less well-known, but professional boxing match or something like that. You know, like like there are other professional sports with similar levels of prize money is what I'm getting at. And so it's it's a level of legitimacy. Um, rightly or wrongly, it just is. It's a signal in that direction. Yeah. So happy days. Um, even more good news. <laughs> we do you, like good news. Did you see who's coming back to racing? Um. No, who is coming back to racing? Oh, you did see who was coming back to racing because I squeaked at you. Yes, I know, but hey, I mean, I was trying to help play the setup for it, and now it's kind of fallen a bit flat. Look, just tell us who's come back to racing. Emma Pooley! <laughs> which, which, which honestly is like, I, I am amazed that here we are almost an hour through and you haven't squealed that like 200 times. So I mean, Emma Pooley, we have known that Emma Pooley wants to, is, is, is she, she left, she left the road for triathlon, um, you know, where she could make a living yeah, running. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and because, you know, there weren't enough mountains here for her, but she said, she said last year that she wants to come back to, you know, she wants to do the, the Rio, the Rio ITT course is calling her. Yeah. And of course, to get there, you've got to race the road as well. So she's going to do some ride. She's, um, she's coming back to, Lotto Sud- and she's rejoining Lotto Sudal. She's been like a, a du- duathlon world champion at least twice. Um, yeah, she wants she wants to race the Olympic Games where she took a silver in the in the ITT in two thousand and eight. Um, and she's ba- and so Lotto have said yes. Yeah, come and race the Aviva Women's Tour, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't don't know how many races we're going to see her at, but no, oh but God, every yeah, every race is going to be exciting, um, you know, and it'll be another exciting factor just having her in it. And I mean, I know I know the standard joke is that you love all the writers and and stuff, but Emma has long been your secret favorite of all the favorites. So well, Emma's probably in my top five favorites. <laughs> I know top five doesn't actually sound that special to people who may not have listened for a while, but once you know Sarah, that's actually that's actually really high like to get her to narrow it down to five is hard goddamn work she could actually be in my top three Um, (laughs) i'm not gonna push any further you've never admitted even that much to me before so i'm definitely not gonna ask for more than yeah i mean i i I do have a hundred favorites so you know yeah yeah. i i I like emma i like emma pooley's combination she's so clever and she's so funny and she's so self-deprecating and she attacks like a lunatic and she's rubbish at positioning so she attacks (laughs) a lot you know what i mean like like this she was bad at terrible at descending so she went away and learned (laughs) descending she's just She's just great, and she's clever, and she's slightly neurotic, um, and I just, I just admire her. She's funny and lovely and hilarious and a great rider. And it was awesome. sad when she left, and it's glad, I'm glad that she's back. And of course, I'm glad she's going to be racing the Aviva Women's Tour. And it's hilly this year, so yes, yeah. hurrah! Well, speaking of comebacks, um, how good was Nettie Edmondson's blog about um, the difficulties that she had at the uh, Track World Champs? Yeah, I love that blog. It's so cool. I mean, uh, as as you probably well know, dear listener, um, Nettie was involved in an accident with a car just four days before she had to fly to London to compete in the Track World Championships. 
Um, and when I say she was involved in an accident with a car, I mean the forks of her bike literally snapped off. Oh um, god, the 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 the, 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 the dent in the back door panel where she yeah. hit the car was just fucking scary. Like, yeah, I was amazed that she could even ride. In I know, the... I know. And then you add to that, um, you know, not to not to overdo it one way or the other, but you know, it is literally you know twenty something hours of flying to get from Australia to London. Like, was she in Australia? I thought she was in Europe. No, she was she was in Australia before that because um, they did their final training camp the week before. Um, and, oh, and so she's got that with all of the associated, you know, air pressure and changes and jet lag and stuff knocking her around and all of that sort of thing. And then she comes to World Champs and lo and behold, she's not at her best. Uh, yeah, and she was she was there to defend her world champion title in the Omnium, and also yeah. I think in Team Pursuit. I forget yeah. if that yeah. was. Yeah, and they didn't do either. And no. I mean, she she did get better on the third day. She was riding more like herself on the third day, but she was like the th- the thing I loved about her was I was like, oh, uh, you know, she wasn't blaming the crash. No, do you know what I mean? No. It was it was it was other it was fans and stuff going, Nettie, I think it was the crash, man. Yeah. She wasn't blaming even, that at all. Even when she mentions the crash, she literally I'm just trying to find it in the in the thing. Um where uh, where's the quote? Oh yeah. Whether being hit by a car four days before we left for London played a role in this drop of form or not. What do you mean if? <laughs> like, like weather. <laughs> no, it did. It just did. Like it had to have done. Oh my you're god! Not, you're not a robot. We didn't just swap parts of you. Oh. So, but it's it's a really you know we've talked a lot recently about how um, teams and writers are, are being even more transparent about the lows um, that they experience. Mm. And it is, it's just a really nice, well-told, clean um, story of, of what that experience was like for her and how it was hard and, and it's disappointing. And, and, you know, talking about, you know, the events that she did well in, um, the ones that she, you know, she started to feel good, but then suddenly wasn't good again. And, you know, at one yeah. point wanting to just get out of the sight of her teammates and family, not because she didn't know what to do or how to race, but her legs went there and like, you can't do anything about it. Like, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, it's just like, um, her fin- she finishes it with like, anything can happen in bike racing. You've just got to learn to work with the cars you're dealt. Hopefully I receive a better hand in the next few months. We start to gear off the craziness that will be the Rio Olympics just under five months to go. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. And also, on a on a side note to that, then, Nettie was actually part of the group of Australian athletes that um, the, uh, showcased the team uniform for the Olympics uh, just yesterday or the day before here. So um, there are some photos on her Twitter or her Instagram um, of that, too. So... Yeah, I, yeah, awesome. I love, I love writer blogs. I think they're great. And and you know, and and someone like Nettie Annette, who's so I don't know, she, I don't know whether we should say Nettie or Annette. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, yeah. It's... Well, I mean, you know, I think it's one of those ones that like her. Um, I reckon it's Nettie. Basically, my my feeling is that it's Nettie if you're talking to her or about her, and possibly Annette if she's writing an email to you. <laughs> It's, it's the, you know, it's one of those sort of professional things, I think, you know, where it's like, right. 
like like i i will be dan to basically everyone but if i'm sending an email from work to someone that i've not met before it'll be daniel so. <laughs> um i found some more videos from the track world champs uh which had popped up on youtube and i've also found some more videos from the paracycling uh awesome. champs. so i've been i've uploaded my um I've, I've, I've updated my blogs but but you can actually see the full elimination race and the full points race from the omnium cool. if you want to watch netty in action and see the races that go with that so hurrah thank you to the robin hoods of youtube i'm especially happy because um the parasite track worlds one of the one of the i yeah one of the one of the te- one of the riders did ask the youtuber who put up one of the videos do you have anything in my race and they did which was <laughs> adorable and yeah i've got a big i've got a big love for the parasite track community they're super they're super awesome cool. uh, people but they do a lot of a lot of work helping each other find yeah, uh, yeah. videos and stuff like that so hurrah hurrah for them awesome. um oh god wow so next week i'm in i'm in the netherlands next week daniel yeah, yeah. Well, hey, because not just do we have Flanders coming up, but Energy Voc Tour. So yeah, let's let's look ahead. Um, we have Flanders on Sunday, and then we have the GP de Dottignes, which is the traditional post-Flanders race. Hmm. Because what do you want to do to, after you've ridden a race full yeah, of cobbles? Yeah, sure, right. Another one. You want to race some more cobbles? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, then the Energy Voc Tour is from the fourth to the um, the 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 fourth to the tenth. Yep. No, that's not right. The sixth to the tenth of uh, April. Of April. That's got a junior women's stage race, the elite women's stage race. It's going to the German one island of Borkum again for the wow. final stage, which is good. Oh my goodness, be it's cool. beautiful. It's, yeah. it's spectacular landscape, just extraordinary. So I'm going to be there, so you can follow my adventures via the Energy Walk Tour social media. I put up a guide to how to watch it. And then immediately after Energy Water, there's also that finishes on the 10th. And on the 12th is Durango Durango, Amakamin Suria, which is a Basque day race, followed by the the amazing Uskal Amakamin Bira, which is a stage race running in the Basque Mountains from the 13th to the 17th of um, of April, with a final stage being streamed live. And can I just say they're probably two of the best named races in the world. I just love oh. those race names. I mean, they're great races. Don't get me wrong. But they they normally they're normally in June, but they've moved forward to kind of get to to, to kind of move to, to because they were just they were just too close to other big other big races. Yeah. They've moved forward. Um, this probably just means more rain. Uh, at the same time, they cla- they they clash. So anyone who's not in the mountains who doesn't want those those mountainy 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 races, there's the Omloop van I- Isle Delta on the 16th of April, and then the Ronde van Gelder- Gelderland on the 17th of April, and then the peloton comes back together on the 20th for Flesh Wallon. Um, next week is also Redlands Classic, American race, gorgeous national yeah. level, and it's going to be um, streamed live every day. Which will be great, and um, you know, as we've talked about um a lot in the last year american racing is really you know getting um getting really exciting and so i'm I'm keen to see how that that plays out i should just add you know sarah's off to to energy vox um i have a bit of work travel coming up and then of course i'm schlepping all the way to the uk to you know tilt the world (laughs) off its axis um all of which is by way of saying that bear with us because our, our regularly scheduled podcast will probably have to flex a little bit over the next couple of weeks, but we will yes. try to keep them as consistent at least, as we can. 
at least the time zones have changed, Daniel. Yes, exactly, and are much more forgiving. So, yeah. Um, thank you, as always, for listening, and a big special thank you and shout-out to the Patreon supporters um, who help Sarah do all the work that she does. Um, and, of course, if you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you go to patreon.com slash womenscycling and, um, and contribute just a small $1,000 a month. And... Um, <laughs> Help. That's one pound fifty in English money, <laughs> and and help uh, help Sarah continue to do the work on which we all rely. Um, and yeah, thank you for for hanging out. We will talk to you again. Um, we will almost certainly be on a post Flanders come down, but that probably won't last long because there'll be so much more exciting racing to talk about. Mm. Excellent. <sighs> Have a great one. I can't wait. Can't wait. Mm. <laughs> Sunday's coming. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs>